Hey guys, Matt here. Just wanted to pop in and say before the episode starts that there were some audio issues with this episode. Uh, Unfortunately, Timmy's mic got a little bit muffled, so there are some moments where the audio is not that great. So just wanted to give you guys that heads up before the podcast gets underway. Check out the full video of the episode on our YouTube channel at The Black and Blue Pod. Follow us on social media too before the episode gets started. And as always, enjoy. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Black and Blue Pod. I'm your host, Matt McLaughlin, alongside Timmy Gorman. Uh, bad news or good news first? Do we do, I guess, Sixers? Just kind of. Yeah, just get the therapy over with. Yeah. Get the therapy let's jump session. Off, let's jump off the bridge first. Yeah, let's jump. Exactly. So, Sixers lose in six, and game six, it was lost 99 to 90. But this game, we both know, was far over than or much more of a blowout than the score indicates. Uh, and unfortunately, sad news yesterday came out was Danny Green tore his ACL and his, I believe it was his LCL or MCL? It's MCL, I think. MCL. Um, so because of that career, fall from His career the, is basically done. I, it wouldn't, yeah, it's tough because it's like, are you really going to sign a 35 to 36-year-old uh, to a contract? But it's like, let's get to the series as a whole. As a whole, I don't understand how Embiid comes back in games three and four, and game five happens, and it's like I'm okay with a, a loss in Miami because that's such a tough place to play in, but Embiid just didn't look the same compared to games three and four being back at home, and the team as a whole, they were just. There were so many question marks. And this just felt, it was like, it was like post-nut syndrome on like a one-night stand. Like, I look back at this roster and I'm like, oh my God, there's like no way We should lose to the Heat? I don't, I respect the Heat. Like, I know you, you have different opinion about the Heat, but I think the Heat are just a deep team that can attack offensively with guys at all five positions. That's how I view the Heat, and you've obviously. I, I, I mean, I think Spolster is one of the three best coaches in the league, and yeah. obviously Jimmy Butler comes to play. Like we saw that when he was here, I think it's his whole little fucking bullshit rant about, oh, Tobias Harris. Oh over yeah, me. like no, uh, yeah. bro. It, you wanted, not, you not, wanted out. You wanted out. And yes, that's partially on Elton Brand because you want to give him the extra year, but it's like, you've proven you can't stay healthy. So what you know. What if you were injured here? Like, oh, cool. So you got you got healthy for the for the playoffs, but you missed most of the season. Like, and there's no guarantee that. And with when the Heat play the winner of uh, the Bucks and the Celtics series, there's no way that there's no guarantee that Bam, who got injured in 2020, there, there's no guarantee that Jimmy, who's had an injury history, that they stay healthy throughout that. They already they don't get have to Kyle the, Lowry. They already don't have Kyle Lowry, and then Tyler Hero is looking rattled by some of these defenses and now that the heat have max Struess to bail him out now apparently but but that's like another thing it's like he's, like, he's like the duncan robinson of this year like it's yeah. like they just find a new person and i, I i'm not like on like the like tyler hero is the one that like i ever a lot of other people like love yeah i like i think doc screwed up big time because and I, I we were talking about this and i texted you and i said why are they not just attacking whoever hero is guarding like, like, why don't they, you, whoever is on him, like, make that, like, the, the go-to guy, especially with Embiid injured and Harden being, like, and then, you know, Smolster's smart, he counters, and he puts a Hero and Harden. Yeah. And, like, then you see what Harden can do. Like, but it's, 
I just think if you don't make him work, then yeah, he's going to get shots up and he's going to hit him. He's a dead eye shooter. But I don't. He doesn't attack the rim very well. He's definitely not a great defender, and that's part of the reason why Duncan Robinson isn't out there because they're both a liability. Yeah. And they've admitted such that they can't have them out there. Yeah. And I just like. I don't doubt the kid's ability, and like, I'm like you can say, oh, he's not that good of a player. Like about people in the NBA, but the reality is, if you're in the NBA, you're one of like, you're like in the one percent yeah, of, of, of players, <laughs> basketball players around the world. Like, yeah. you did something to make it there. Well, and, and the Heat, it was so weird to see Duncan Robinson, who they're paying like fifteen million a year, like his contract, that huge contract extension that right. he got. And Spolster's just putting him on the bench. He only gets one minute through, like, the first four games, five games. And for me, that's something to look at going into this Bucks celtics series, whoever comes out of that, because they're definitely going to attack whoever the Celtics or yeah, the Bucks. Tat- Tatum's exactly. going Tatum's to go to the rim, or he can shoot or outside. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Even if you want to go on the Bucks side of things, Drew Holiday looks so much more aggressive after that game last night, that game's – uh, I would. Connaughton is more athletic than than Hero. Like you could just say. I don't know if I would go that far. Uh, he definitely I, I, is. I love Patty Buckets. I'm sure he. He's a hundred percent more athletic. He's, okay, fine. I'll say Hero is more fluid. Is that fair? Hero is definitely a better shooter and everything, he's, but he's he, Hero or Connaughton, in my opinion, is the better athlete. One one player got drafted in two different sports in the pros, and the other. <laughs> fair. That, no, that's that's a fair point. Um. But uh, it, with the Heat, I think they do have some concerns. Like, this is... Oh, yeah, it, they're wearing thin. Like, Jimmy can't just carry them. And what do you think Bam is going to do against the front court of Robert Williams, Al Horford, or Giannis and uh, Brooke and Lopez? Lopez? And even Portis is going to... Bobby gonna, Portis. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... it's yeah, they, they are, they're going to have bodies. It's, I think it was understood whoever comes out of that Bucks celtics series is... is the favorite, you know, yeah. and I would have said that even if it was us, and it definitely even was us, you know, with the way Al Embiid is, you know, injured. But um, yeah, it's just it's a sad end. It's another season that ends in disappointment. It's another season where we can't get past the second round. It's just like bugaboo of ours, um, yeah. you know. And Joel said it. He said it right. He's like, you know. Uh, he's like, we got to get tougher. We have to do the right things, and you know. And Tobias said that after the game five blowout. And but it's like he's another one who disappeared. You know, he was great in the Raptors series, but like you know, and he, no, there's he just was, like legion of like Tobias Harris defenders out there, and it's like there's nothing wrong with the guy. Like I like him. Tobias Harris seemed like the only dude that was willing to say we need to get tougher. Right. He was the only guy willing to actually like push, and and it felt like the Harden attitude rubbed off on Embiid. He went the first. Two games Embiid was back in this series. He gets 17 of 23 from the free throw line in two games. Pretty solid. Mm-hmm. In five and six, he was seven for seven combined. And apparently the rumor is that he was moping after he found out he lost the MVP award. That's what the rumor came out after Monday. There was like reports that like he was distant and wasn't talking to people and like all this stuff. And if that's true, it's like, what, man? Like, that's not, like, come on, like... That's not the reason the city's falling in love with you, and that's not what yeah. you're supposed to be like. I get it. It's got to suck. It's it's a it's a punch to the gut that you lost after the season you put up, and and we've been on this channel, like on this podcast, saying like marching for the Embiid flag and saying that he what he's doing. The one criticism was he wasn't healthy, and he was healthy this mm-hmm. year, 
and he was putting up unreal numbers. And that whole turning point is the Toronto series where Embiid stays in the game and all of a sudden he gets Pascal Siakam just throws an elbow to his eye and that changes everything. It just changes the whole and season. And the scumbag Raptors fans are cheering, which still... Toronto's like, climbing up my list of most hated fans. If bases. we... Yeah, this is, this is, and this is like the whole, like, you know, Philly always said... But it's the truth. Like, if we did that as Philly fans... You would not, like, you'd still be hearing about how we're pieces of shit. Just like the Yankees fans, what they did, yeah. and it barely got talked about. They, it, like, yeah. tried to it fight the entire Cleveland team. Yeah. Like, and, and, like, you know, and that's that's probably the fourth incident the Yankees fans have been involved in, but I digress. That's been reported. That's been reported since 2018. Yeah. I mean, and, like, the other things, it's just, we don't, you know, nothing to really address, but, I mean, go look them up for yourself. What they did to the Oakland the Oakland teams, uh, Oakland fans and uh, pitchers in their bullpen. But that said, um, yeah, like I, the fact that like their announcers were just like, and that's karma, and they're all like cheering, and nothing's been said or done. Like, I'm just, the Adam, like, like I used to be a big fan of Adam Silver, but like, I don't know, after this series, he's like a cuck of a, like an, a, a, a fucking NBA uh, a commissioner. Part of my language, but it's just like I'm just like I don't know. We got the it's right it's. We were texting about this, and I, I was saying why like, it just, but it's, you know, it drives. I know where you're coming from. Is that it drives me nuts as a as fans that it seems like a double standard is placed on Philly. Right, like and the, and it's it's like here's the whole thing, and not to continue to like bitch about Nick Nurse, but I'm going to use him as an ex this example. Like He literally all series against the Sixers sat there and talked and bitched into the, the ref's ears. Yeah. And then like they literally said whatever they wanted, and he, he in his post-game, he's like, oh, well, I think the refs, they give them favorable calls, and blah, 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 blah. And Bede yeah. was literally said, uh, they, you know, they got the job done tonight. They didn't ever say the word refs. He's like, just said. And obviously, we all knew what he was talking yeah, about, right? Yeah, it was implied, right? yeah. Nick Nurse blatantly says the refs are giving them favorable calls and did a bad job. And B yeah. doesn't even say the word. Gets a $15,000 fine. Nick Nurse, nothing. Yeah. Nick Nurse, the whole game, is sitting there yelling, blah, 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 blah. Doc says one thing, teed up. Yeah. Doc that's... ran onto the floor. Yes, you can't do that. But it was a head injury. The refs should have stopped that the second Embiid was on the ground. It's a head injury. And that's they a, did and, absolutely nothing, and it's just like, and then Doc gets teed up, and it's like, no, it's like, where's the stand? Yeah, where, like where it's, is... and I just feel like it's, and, and and you know, we've said it before, and you know, and you know, it's maybe it's just the Philly mentality, how we're raised, and it's the whole nobody likes us and we don't care thing, and and it's kind of true. That's just how we feel some a lot of the time, especially when it comes to sports teams. But um, I just feel like that. The league, the Adam Silver is, has been has told the league to punish us because of the process. Yeah. And that, that is, um, like, not, kind of the process, but it's just, I feel like they could have so blatantly about it that we continue to, like, get, like, left different, or, you know, it's just, why how we're handling different, and, it's annoying and it's a double standard because we're not the first team to tank and we're not going to be the last. And there's teams that are just as obvious as us. And, and I'm looking at reasoning, you know? Six year, this was six years ago that really the process like kind of finished like or started, I guess. 
like six yeah, or seven, eight years. Yeah, it's 2017. Yeah, we had the playoffs every year since 2019. And um, I think as Philly fans, we're always consistent because we're so paranoid about this. We're consistently looking for the double standard, right? And it it confirms that court that that uh correspondence or confirmation bias. I took psychology. I don't remember many of the terms. <laughs> I, I passed though. That's all that matters. Um, but I do, I do think it adds when the Philly fans are so paranoid. They're looking for every call that makes their suspicion right. And with the Sixers, like, going forward, I don't understand how Daryl Morey can sit at a podium and say Doc Rivers is going to come back his head yeah. coach definitively after that series. I, I don't – I mean, when that news broke yesterday, I was just like, are you shitting me, really? Like, like we're not even looking at another coach like Quinn Snyder, Frank Vogel. I would love – Quinn Snyder. I, I, yeah, I even like I would like Frank Vogel. I love. Say what you will about like LeBron and the Lakers, but Vogel came in when everyone it's thought not, it's not Vogel's fault that the Lakers sucked this year. It's LeBron's they, fault. They and gave Vogel, Vogel a, a shit hand. Man, yeah. yeah, Vogel was given a shit hand with Russell Westbrook, who's clearly a shell of himself and doesn't realize it, similar to James Harden, and. It drives me nuts that we're not even looking at the options. We're just making this decision a day right. a day after we lose. And I get it if you want to if your reasoning is like games three and four showed what we can do with a fully healthy roster. That's that's a fair point, but there has to be some type of construction. And Doc didn't help himself like with Philly fans when he said, "Oh, I think I do a terrific job." It's like, no, no, you don't do a terrific job. job no, that, why do we keep blowing leads if you do a terrific job? Why did you have the MVP that... That's so almost... He's the MVP. Fuck it, I'm just saying. <laughs> why did you have... The real MVP. Why did you have our MVP out there in a, in a clinching game that had been locked up for about seven minutes with injury risk, you know? Like, against a team... That has taken some cheap shots on him, especially Siakam himself. And you can sit there and be like, oh, it was inadvertent. But you know what? I don't know. It maybe he looked inadvertent, maybe it wasn't. I'm not saying he tried it. He clearly wasn't trying to break his face. But, yeah. you know, I wouldn't surprise me if there was a little bit in Siakam's mind, like some jealousy. Because, like, you know, he's probably always got to be thinking like, Oh well, like we both come from the same, we both come from the same place in the same country in Africa. But he's the one that always gets talked about. Yeah, and then... Like, there were a couple of instances, if you go back, like, Boucher was kind of getting that Joel a little bit chirping him. Well, he's always been dirty. He's been dirty since his early days. Siakam, Siakam, there, it wasn't just the elbow. There was the instance where Embiid's, like, walking past him and kind of staring him down, and Siakam grabs at his foot. Yeah. Um, like, there are just multiple instances. But in 2019. Exactly. But the offseason with the Sixers, there's a lot of questions. James Harden, do you give him an extension? No, that's crazy. If he was so quick to say Doc is going to be our coach, he's definitely going to just be a boy. Yeah. He, like, yeah. He, he, that's like, my biggest concern. Harden is the dream, but Don really can't quit. <laughs> and I don't, uh, I, I don't get, like, and here's the thing, like, some people are like, I just want to run back one year, just have a same roster two years in a row. And, you know, granted, this the roster to... is constructed. Hasn't you know? Even the season. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's like we need to have Is he a free agent or is he on a no, contract? No, I think he's still on a contract. So you need to replace. You need to get somebody first. Seth Curry. Yeah. 
Like you need to go get that back. Yeah. And I it's so hard. I think it's just impossible. If you give them like a one year, like the Stephen A. Kyrie approach, which was like give them one year deals worth like thirty to forty million, fifty million if you have to, cool. I can do a one year extension. But to lock him up for probably eight years, whatever the max the super max is, five years This is his transition into the OG role, similar to Chris Paul, where I saw flashes of this during the season after the trade happened, not necessarily when Harden was playing all the time, but you saw Harden on the sidelines, like mentoring Tyrese and mentoring some of these younger guys. And I think that's what he's trying to do is he realizes, okay, if I stay in Philly, get an off season where I understand that I'm going to be the lead playmaker, not necessarily the leading, the second leading scorer. And I can give Tyrese the ball more and help him get better at scoring all three levels, not just in transition. That's a huge, that's a huge win for the Sixers. And sure, Harden's saying, like, I'm going to do whatever helps us win if it means taking less money. I don't necessarily buy into... It's a player so option for the 46 million? It's a player option. But he's, he's going to get an opt-out. So he's probably going to opt-out. <laughs> it's not... I've never seen weight fluctuate like James Harden. And like in training camp, going into training camp. His weight fluctuates worse than a 21 You know, it's a big one and it disappears. Like, it's. It's crazy, but like, James Harden as a mentor, and then that paves the way for Tyrese. I'm almost okay with like a three year deal. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk baseball because the Phillies are actually kind of good, actually competent. Uh, And then we're also going to be talking about the Eagles because the schedule release just came out. Uh, And we will see you on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. So kind of set the scene since we last left off. Phillies on a three-game winning streak. They're up to 16 and 17 on the season, second in the division behind the Mets. They're about like, Six and a half games back, six games back behind the Mets. Yes, they, they gained it with us last night, so. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> um, they did not win a series from April 29th, which was a four-game sweep of Colorado, to May 11th, which was that first game of the series against Seattle. But, hey, West Coast trip's working out pretty well. Um, it's a good start. It's a good start, and the, yeah, offense, yeah. the offense is actually coming alive. 24-5 one now. Yeah, and 25 combined runs in the last three games, including that 12-10, to 10-inning game against the Dodgers, uh, which was a little crazy. Although, Bryce Harper, um, partially torn UCL, so he cannot throw for four weeks. Right, but I mean, that but he's doesn't change anything because he's been, this is how it's been the whole time. Yeah, so now he's just been DH, but he's on a five-game hitting streak and two home runs in the last two games. So that yeah, He's been spraying it all over the field. He looks like he's getting a swing back. Um, I think he's probably, probably putting a little at ease. Like, obviously, yeah. he's probably not happy, but now knowing what is wrong, 
I think it's probably like, all right, now we, now we know what I need to do. Yeah, now that the mystery is kind of taken out of it, right. and we know, like, okay, we have a, a plan for treatment and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that, that helps a lot. Get a shot of, I was going to get a shot someday. They yeah. said, um, some sort of injection, and then they're going to, like, reassess it in four weeks and see, how, see where he stands. So, yeah. um, I just hope that whatever it is, they use precaution and they continue to DH him, or, like, even if the DH starts to, like, be a problem. That's my concern they, is that it turns out to be much worse. They, they rest them and they don't rush it so that he screws something up and then when he really even come playoff pennant push, he's nowhere to be found because they, you know, thought it was more important to have him in June than it was in August. Yeah, exactly. Which would be a classic dumb dumb phase move. <laughs> so how are how are you feeling about the Phillies? A lot like, better. Yeah. Uh, I remember, as of a week ago, it was getting so like frustrating to even watch them. I couldn't even finish games. It was just like that. That seven-run blown lead was the. Uh, yeah, I stopped. I was just I was losing my mind. Yeah, and so he's just like, "Why are you watching? Turn it off!" And I literally turned it off and put on another game, or put on like a put on a show or something. It was just just madness. And, you know, the bullpen did it again the last two games. Where they, you know, they're... they're they get these decent leads, and then they, they almost blow them. The bats, thank God, have woken up a little bit, which is good. Um, but, you know, we got to figure out this... they got to figure out this bullpen. Because again. you can't just keep winning games 7-6 to six and, or 12-10. to 10 and, yeah. You know, you, you've got to be able to shut people down when you need it. And a 9-7 to seven win, the, the Phillies had a 6-run lead, 7-1. to one. Go as of bottom of the sixth, mm -hmm. inning. and then the Dodgers stormed all the way back. Got two runs in the sixth, four runs in the eighth, but thankfully, you know, Corey Knable. Is... Oh, great! It's the Dodgers. Like it's yeah. the best lineup in all of baseball. You know, which is of... why, which is why I think this trip is huge because they, right, the they... fact that they've gotten two, they're going to split this series at the worst is a big win. That's a big win. I thought they were going to get swept. I'm like, cool. Yeah. We won the Seattle series. Uh, Time to come back down to earth, you know. You know, we're, we're, we're supposed to get all four of their, like, their, their, you know. And, like, we beat Walker Bueller. Which is That's no, insane. Yeah. Like, small feet. We yeah. beat Walker Bueller. Yeah. Who, like, is one of the best young pitchers in baseball. The dude stuff is nasty. And, uh, so, like, that was, I thought for sure he was just going to come out and dominate us. So, we got, we were supposed to get Kershaw tonight and they had to scratch him. So I don't even know who they he's pitching ready for them. Oh, uh, Urias. Oh, they moved Urias up? Yeah. So then, you know, he's Urias is having a good season. He's another solid young arm. He's a lefty. Uh, I think he's given us some issues in the past, and it's kind of got a funky delivery, right? Yeah, kind he's of like got a, a sideline, like three-quarter slot kind yeah, of lefty. Yeah, the, the Dodgers, he's had a pretty good season. He's 2-2. Two and two. He's got like a sub-2. He's like a 210 ERA. He's got 23 strikeouts. He's got 1-1-0 with uh, whip. And so he's no slouch. Mm. And the biggest concern is Philly's pitching because Ranger Suarez is starting tonight. And how I think the biggest thing is getting through that first third of the game. Right. Because the Phillies are well aware that, like, this will be, if they win this game, it'll be the first series that they've won in Dodger Stadium since 2014. Which is huge. So... If, we used to own the Dodgers. Exactly. They were our playoff bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Manny Ramirez was starting in left field for him. You know, we used to, you know, the man was good, though. 
I just watched Screwball, which is the guy, the doctor that gave him the role. Well, not even the doctor, unlicensed physician. Uh, Tony Bosch. Screwball. Yeah. Uh, Screwball. Yeah, Netflix. It's so wild. It's so wacky. What's he talking about? It's just talking about the. It's how Bosch basically got in. Got A Rod, Manny Ramirez. And he wasn't with Bonds. Got these guys steroids, and then business just flooded because it wasn't necessarily just ball players specifically. Like he was helping out, like you know, just citizens of Miami. They were like cops, uh, you know, models, actresses, housewives that wanted to lose weight or whatever. Is this guy in jail? He got jail. I forget how. It, of course, I forget how it ended. Um, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take a look. Yeah, but it's. I forgot about that. Yeah. I forgot how much of a scumbag Rodriguez is, because Rodriguez is like. Cause he, you know why? Because he's smart and he became a broadcaster. He's actually good at it. He's good. He's like, he's, he's like, I actually enjoy listening to him. So you forget like all the dirty shit that he did. Yeah. You know, and then you also you kind of felt bad when you know J Lo did to him. It's like, damn. Yeah. No, the J Lo thing definitely. I was like, oh poor A Rod, but um. The big A Rod supporter. He's like literally A Rod's number one fan. It was like, oh, the, the relationship was all publicity stunt of repairs. Of image. course, yeah. Of course. Like, how is Danny J Lo repairing your image? She's been around the block more times than, you know, an ice cream truck at this point. Damn. Damn. She's uh, in seconds with Ben Affleck. Of course. Hey, I don't blame Ben Affleck. I don't know. So I'm not going to throw her out of bed for eating crackers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, Alec Bohm is just having a terrific year. Let's get back to the Phillies. Alec Bohm, comeback player of the year on the Phillies. I can't believe it. In the words of the famous Swedish alt-rock band, The Highs, I hate to say I told you so, Phillies fans. I said it. It was a year. I don't understand all this love for this fucking Haskins. And I said, well, everyone getting on Alex Boone is wrong and he needs to be given a chance. And what has he done? His call out is permanent. He had that one bad game in the beginning of the season. He came out, he owned up to it, said, obviously I don't mean that. He did the right thing. Exactly what the Phillies fans love. Gave him a standing ovation. And yeah, he said some miscues, but nothing as bad. Like, if anything, it's just been like... It took a little bit too long one game to throw the ball the first. But, like, outside of that, leaving the team batting average, his power numbers definitely could do a little more. He's got, you, you, you look at him, you think he could, you know, crank, crank things. But I, I mean, Maybe he's just got to add a little bit of muscle. But, um, I, think, I think it's even better for his confidence that he knows he can poke the ball all over the field yeah. rather than just trying to slow it's it been out. timely. He's like, yeah, he doesn't go up there looking to... Like just putting in the seats. He's going up there and understanding the situation, and it's like, hey, I got a bases loaded. You know, I just need to get, I need to get the ball deep so we can just get one run out of this. That's what he did yesterday. Exactly. Sack fly when it needed. You know, he's hitting into all fields. You know, his his confidence and swagger is coming back, and you know, all these Philly fans have wanted to give up on him. And you're just like, oh, he sucks, trade him for something, blah, blah, blah. You got Reese, you got to play Bryson Scott. Blah. And don't get me wrong, I, I do think you need to play Bryson Scott. And he had a solid game yesterday. Hopefully that gets his back yeah. going. And he made a couple of decent, good defensive plays at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so, with Bohm, I agree. Like, ride the Bohm train, keep that thing rolling, whatever you got to do. With Scott, like, I get why fans are anxious. Like, put our best prospect out there right. now while we can contend. And he had a great but, spring. He yeah, did. Yeah, but I just think I think you need at least 
kind of like what we're seeing with Bone, like a full season of development, or at least maybe he needs some more time in the minors, get more comfortable and be right. ready. Now that he's seen major league pitching, maybe take a seat, take that back down on the minors and say, okay, let me experiment a little bit and see what I would do in this situation if I'm expecting X pitch or whatever. Well, like I think that. he's going to be here for a little bit because Didi and... Oh, and Didi, yeah. Didi, Didi, and, Didi and Gene can't seem to stay healthy. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And so, you know, yesterday Camargo played short and he played second. Because Gene needed an off day. But I'm assuming he'll go back, back to short and Gene will go back to second. Probably. Um, or no, sorry, vice versa. They he had, they left him at short, sorry. Camargo played second. But... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, even Camargo's bat has been, I, you know, I didn't get why they were playing him so much in the beginning, but even his bat's been picking up. And, you know, but I will say, and I will continue, outside the bullpen, my biggest frustration will continue to be, I do not understand the love fest this organization has for Reese Hoskins. Yes, he's hit a couple, like, he's the reason we won the other day, because he had a grand slam. Yeah. And he's had some solid home runs, but for That's every it. home run he hits, and you're right, that's all he does. That's it's all, either a uh, home run or he strikes out. Like, it can't just be expecting the Reese Hoskins' rookie year who hit, like, what was it, like? 25? 25 home. something like that. But he, at the same time, he batted 257. That's his best batting average ever. Yeah. I, right I now believe. He's, he's hitting 218, five home runs, 16 RBIs, and somehow he has a 719 OPS. But here's the thing. When, like, when they... When, like it's like it's even like the smallest things like like in like during the game when they do like the in-game break and like it's like you know that like that music plays yeah. or whatever yeah. and it's like listen to the Phillies talk podcast or whatever and he goes where the guys this week will talk about this and, and the hot prospects you want to know about and he goes and why Reese Hoskins is really the key to the Phillies lineup and I'm like what 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 are you talking about is the key How? well I could see that in like a bad way like if, no, if they, they were. Like, I think they were saying it in a good way. And then, like on Monday against the Mariners, right? So, Segura hits the home run. Reese follows it up. Now, granted, he hit the home run, so I shouldn't complain. But it's yeah. like he hit the home run, but literally on the first pitch, it was a hang him and bang him breaking ball, and he just swung right over it. Yeah. And it's like, and then he goffed one out. It's like, what? It's like, yeah, it's it drives you nuts. And there's no consistency. He he doesn't seem to come up like when you in clutch situations. He's striking out too much. His play in first base is awful. But this organization is just in love with him. Like they literally celebrated that home run the rest of the game. It's like, let's take a look back at what Reese did in the first inning or second inning. It's like, cool, so did Segura. And they didn't bring up Segura's hit at all. It's like in the Cadillac no, home run drive of the game. Here's the difference is that Segura wasn't a prospect that everyone was putting their hopes on. Like the Dylan Cousins of the world, the Nick Williams of the world. Well, I blame the, I blame the, I, I, I blame the Phillies for Dylan Cousins. I, bl- I blame the organization for all these guys not working out. But like, I'm not saying same, Dylan Cousins would have been a stud. But, but like I mean. if you look at the lineup, like Bryson Stott isn't there yet, but... Reese Hoskins is like the last stand of this organization saying we can develop players. And so they're going to put him out there as much as they can so that when he does hit those home runs, he had a 13-game a thirteen game streak of not hitting a home run. And so when you're – that was from April – I'm looking right now. April 12th was a 2-0 loss to the Mets. That was after like the first – they won the first game of the series against the Mets. That was in April. Uh, he did not hit another home run until – April 26 against Colorado in that 10 to 3 win. Like, and that's like, the other thing. He, a when guy he's who, showing up, it's in the games where everybody else shows up. 
Exactly. And a guy whose game is his offense, I should say, is predicated on hitting home runs. He's not hitting home runs. And walking, and he's and not walking. He's not drawing walks. What 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 purpose does he serve? Nothing. Because not he's terrible in the field too. Yeah. And then and that's the thing. Whenever he screws up at first base, they always blame the person who threw the ball. And it's just like, oh, that's not Reese's fault, you know. Just the Alex got to get a better throw. Some over of those bone throws, I went back and looked at them. Reese was not making the most of an effort no. against on, he on can't some of those throws. The ball for shit. He is. He can't pick it for anything. Give Ryan Howard credit. He can yeah. scoop a ball. Yes, he could. And he made efforts to get better. Yeah. I don't know what Reese is doing. I, I know it's. He's just not. He doesn't want to sacrifice his hitting for defense, apparently, and just thinks that he can coast through in first base. Well, as long as this organization continues to give him the chance, they will. But it's like you got a guy in the minors who's tearing it up. And, you know, I'm not saying it's going to translate. He's like a 25-year-old prospect that's, like, finally blooming. Yeah. But, dude, the guy's crushing it. And if you need an extra bat on the bench, why not sit Reese down for a couple games and give this kid a, give this kid a shot if Reese can't get it together? Yeah. But – Looking ahead, like they got so Suarez is on the mound tonight, and then the next game, Nola takes a start. Hmm? Nola is starting after Suarez, um, and that next game on Sunday. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm thinking Wheeler started Thursday. No, yeah, yeah. Wheeler Wheeler starts Tuesday against San Diego at home. I, I see. I'm a big Suarez guy. I don't know why. Like. When he first was, like, coming up, I never, like, I was like, oh, great, another, like, slow left-handed pitcher. Like, he doesn't throw hard. and He's been kind of like the diamond in the rough. And then last year, when they made him the starter, I didn't miss a single start. I, like, enjoy watching him pitch because he's, like, technical. He works the ball around the zone. Yeah, he's not going to overpower you, but, like, he goes out there. He's not slow about it. He, like, he's, like, he's got a quick, he's quick with his, like, had he's six. like Mark Burley, like where Al just like, give me the ball, let's go. Like, yeah. I just want to get going. He's like an old school type pitcher. Yeah, he's like a Jamie Moyer with a little bit more speed. Exactly. And, and it's and it's awesome. And he, I think, is a perfect tonic for this down at Dodgers line. Like they or like like the, the what they like don't like. Yeah. They, I think he can frustrate them all night. And I hope he does because I can see us having problems with Urias. Yeah. I could definitely see like this coming down to like a 2-0 deficit, maybe 3-0. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as it was the first two games. Yeah, exactly. And Suarez is coming off one of his best outings as a Philly. Had six shutout innings, six full shutout innings, four hits, and only seven strikeouts and two walks. Yeah, he's starting to get, you know, you got to think he had those visa problems, which... On him, that's a little on him. Like, come on, Ranger. You got to understand, like, pandemic still. Our country right now isn't in the greatest at times when it comes to, like, having, a, you know, foreigners coming and going. Like, you know. It's just, it's a take care of your responsibility. Exactly. Like, you got you to gotta be a better pro. And so I think, like, he's at now where he should have been if there was a full spring training and he got there on time and everything. And I think he's finally kind of warmed up. And he's and he's starting to hit the groove that he was in last year when he went, you know what? What was it like? He like made thirteen starts and he was like five and one with like a one something ERA, he, right? Yeah, he had something. He was like, was like red a one eighty nine ERA. He was. That's what I'm saying. Like it was just so much fun to watch him like play. Yeah, he only he didn't give up uh, in his last. What well, I'm counting right now: two, three, four, five, six, seven, 
eight. In his last eight starts last season, he did not give up more than three earned runs. Mm -hmm. And, and a lot of them were like one runs, and he was just like he was going out, and they were against good teams too. Yeah, he wasn't just like beating up on like the little sisters of the poor. Well, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, oh, I forgot Pittsburgh. Them. Yeah. But I mean, he did. He did what I, we, yeah, but anyway, looking ahead, like, A, do the Phillies win this series? And B, how do they fare against the Padres? So they, this this is it. They they come home. So they have the two, games, two games in L.A. this weekend right. as we're taping this. And then and it's then home for the Padres. Home for the Padres. And then they host the Dodgers again. And then, right. it's, and then it's Atlanta and, and I think the Mets. Well, you know, I think they and last week they highlighted it too. It was like starting with this Mariner series. It was like the next. It was like the next like twenty some games. It was it was that's, gonna that's, be a brutal. It's gonna be they get the Braves. They finally gonna get the Braves. Who, you know, they're kind of doing the same thing as us, like yo-yoing a little bit. Um, but they uh, you know, th this next week with. These next two games, the Padres and then the Dodgers again, is like just is a, a very vital stretch. That so you got those two, and then what is it? Three and three. So it's six against. What do you have yeah, Thursday yeah, off. Yeah, it's three and three. They they have Monday have off or Thursday off? Monday. Okay. Uh, so they get a rest day. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the next eight, eight games, like, if you want to be serious, like you got to go five and three at worst. I yeah. And and I, I would say six and two, that might be a little ambitious considering that like we're still a game under and, and they're just starting to kind of wake up now. But anything news, less than five and three is bad in my opinion. The good news is that Nola starting the last game against the Dodgers and then you got Wheeler taking them out for the opener against the Padres. So if you can close out that series finale against the Dodgers and then you go in. And then you'll get uh, Nola on Friday. On the on yeah, Friday on, and Saturday. On the Friday, that's the opener against the Dodgers again. Which could be a huge test for Nola himself because, you know, we've talked about Nola being the X factor of this season and kind of dictating. Yeah, it would be Saturday, wouldn't it? Because I'm looking that, at the schedule right now. The, so there's what? Then it goes Wheeler, Gibson, Gibson Suarez, Suarez, and then back to Nola. Back to Nola. Who's the, they don't have a listed starter for that Saturday game as of right now on ESPN at least. Wheeler, Gibson, Suarez, Nola. Who's our Oh, Eflin. Eflin. That's the missing link. Yeah. Well, maybe they, they maybe they they might. Could you you think maybe that if Eflin comes back, they slot him in Friday, then put Nola so they finally have Nola and Wheeler going one two. Yeah, maybe is that, is the way. And then and then you have Gibson. I mean, at this point, Suarez is definitely our third best pitcher. And the Padres like pitching is not at its best. I mean, right their their lineup's not even hitting right, great no, right because, now. and they're still they, missing they Tatis. Just, they signed freaking Cano. Yeah, right. That's how rough it's been. And the pitching has given up four runs or more in the last three straight games. So there's no hmm. guarantee that. Hey, does it say who we're gonna get from the Padres? Uh, let me. Is Clevenger in there? I think so. Yeah. Because I think you know he's still working his way back. We could definitely get to him. So the Padres are Gore, Clevenger, and Martinez. Martinez. Uh, I'm trying, yeah, I have no idea who that is. Oh, Nick Martinez. Um, he's 31 years old. Is Gore struggling? Uh, let me look. Um, I thought he was having, he's one of the ones that's having a good year. year. Probably. Because who was that? What happened to Snell? Oh, shit, yeah. Where is he? Maybe that's why they got that Martinez guy in there. Yeah. Gore has been solid, and for a prospect, he's off to a red-hot start. Yeah, you can look up Snell. Um... 
Gore's off to a 2-4-2 ERA, 2-1 two in the win-loss column. He's got 28 strikeouts, so, yeah, so he's, he's no slouch. Yeah, he's been the one. And I just – I think for the Phillies, they could really build up some confidence with that Sunday game, which will probably be when this episode goes out. Because, A, for Nola to kind of reinforce himself, because he's had a couple of really good outings his last two yeah, starts. Yeah, it's not his fault. He should have had a win. He was great in that Mets game. Yes. That was – the Aaron Nola from 2018 that went 18 and three, and you know, if it wasn't for yeah. Degrom being out of this world, would have had a Cy Young. Yeah, he would have a Cy Young award. That was that. The way he pitched against the Mets is what gave us high hopes. So he had an ace. Yeah, and he's been just he's shown flashes, and then he just disappears. You know, it's like it's like he pulled like how Cole Hamels used to do it, where he'd be like so good, and then it's just like yeah. So I think. I'm going to take the Dodgers to win tonight. Then this will be last night as this episode goes out, probably right. tomorrow. I do think that the Phillies can pull off that Sunday finale. I really do believe. Yeah, especially if it's just like a no-name pitching for the Dodgers. Yeah. Nola, Nola pitching back on the bump, and he's had a, strung together a couple of really good outings. And then they carry that momentum into Tuesday against the Padres where Wheeler can take that and – used to run run that run with that against a, a Padres lineup that still doesn't have Tatis yet and now they're throwing in Robinson Cano all of a sudden um Snell's Snell is he's currently making rehab starts oh, okay so he, he did something he was pulled a month ago from a start okay with left they'll, they'll uh, never. left abductor left abductor tightness okay so that's good because it gives a – he's not going to start in this series, obviously. No, and we've faced him before, and he's made us look silly. Yeah, exactly. So, I, honestly, so over, these, over three, these next five – You're going with the series win? I think a Dodgers series win, and honestly, I'll, I'll go with the – I'm going to – this may be a little bit of a hot take. I'm going to go with the sweep of the Padres. I think the Padres are just the limping dog at this point trying to figure out – just trying to get to the finish line fully healthy. And in the stacked NL West – I think they're going to collapse under the pressure of, you know, like trying to catch up to the Dodgers, mm -hmm. and I don't think they'll be able to handle that. They've been they've been a year away for like a few a couple. Of been, years. And they only, they only made the playoffs that one year in the bubble. And then last and they're a fun team. I'd like to see them win. Oh like, yeah, slam like, Di I I, slam Diego. Was yeah, like a fun time. Like that's like like I think they're fun and like I like them. Like I'm sick of watching the Dodgers win, and we all know as Phillies fans. Screw the Giants and screw yeah. Gabe Kapler. Like, yeah. so, I definitely want to see them win, just not these next three games when we face them. So, uh, I say we're going to get two and one against the Padres. You know what? I'm I'm going to call the, it that we're going to we're going to sweep the Dodgers. We maybe get a ooh, little. Buddy. I just like I I just think Nolan Suarez right now are in a good zone. The bats are hot. I think the bats stay hot. I think Suarez out pitches Urias. And when I look stupid, come <laughs> next at, couple of weeks. In the next 24 hours, and this prediction yeah. is wrong. You can say whatever, but yeah, I just I like the way they actually seem like they have fight now. Yeah. Like you know, it, and if you can get Suarez to go at least seven in, innings. Yeah. And only you, so you don't have to rely on the all the other crackheads in the bullpen and just get it in the canable. I think we should be good. And then uh, I think Nola comes out ready to prove like, all right, you know. Zach looked good. Ranger looked good. I got to look good, too. Let's get yeah. it done. Yeah, I'm kind of in agreement. And that second Dodger series, 
that'll be completely different than this first Dodger series that we're kind of in the middle of because Nola and Wheeler will both be pitching pitching in that series. Right. So that'll be huge. So over the next eight, I think I'm looking at probably seven and one, six and two. I, I'm kind of I'm confident with saying six and two at the moment. Could yeah. this all change within 24 hours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. I'll say six and two then too. Yeah. All right. So we're we're good on that. Uh, last thing, Eagles. The birds schedule just released, and also free agent the just got NFL released. Never knows not when to push a marketing tech. <laughs> did you see? Taylor, did you, did you see Taylor Lewan's tweet? No. Uh, he shout out the boys, bust with the boys. Uh, he said like he tweeted out like, "Can you just tell us who we're playing? The the schedule release is so overrated." It's, yeah, like they they, they were like, uh, I you'd see it on ESPN. Like I go and get lunch. And like every day, I go to the same spot. And like when I'm at when I have to go into work, and I go and I sit down, and they always have like they have like all the TVs on. Yeah. And they have the ESPN on, and it's just like every time, every day for the last two weeks, it's like May 12th, NFL schedule <laughs> release, and it's like, and I'm like in my head, I'm just like, what the really, man? And then I'm like, you know what? You can't be mad at them because it's it, there are idiots out there that fucking care about this stuff and it's just like all right like yeah i care but not to the point that i'm gonna sit there and watch it like i did watch i did watch it i think last year because there was like nothing on um but some key dates for the eagles week two is their first monday night football game against minnesota they host that week set week seven is a bye is their bye it's an early bye it's a very early bye weeks week 10 november 14th carson wentz comes back to philly uh, that's like the Ben Simmons date of football in Philly this year. That'll be a Monday night football game. And then weeks 11 through 13. Yeah, that was look, smart on them. Yeah. Weeks 11 through 13 is going to be probably the toughest stretch because they go to Indy and then they come back home for to host Green Bay and then host Tennessee. So A.J. Brown revenge game in that last game against uh, Tennessee. Isn't there somebody else in there too? Uh they host. They go to New York. They go to MetLife to play the Giants. After that, uh, there's also yeah, that the they c- suck. coming coming off the bye week in Week Eight. Now we're just kind of bouncing around. Uh, they host Pittsburgh. They host the Steelers, which will be a huge battle of PA matchup, obviously, and that'll be a huge test for Jalen Hurts. How does he handle that Pittsburgh defense? I mean, that's a not a that's not an easy stretch either. The it's Cardinal. They, they got to go to Arizona for the second year in a row. You looking at week five? Yeah. So yeah, week five they go to Arizona. Week six they come home to host Dallas. That's a Sunday night football game. Um, and then they hit the bye. November fourteenth. Did you say October or November fourteenth that Carson comes here? Uh, November fourteenth. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, then my birthday they the cowgirl. Ooh, give me a good birthday present, Eagles. <laughs> the cowgirls on Sunday night football. Hello. Yeah, but then we you, never play on my. We, that's usually when we have a bye. It's, it's so weird. To, so that's a that's a tough little stretch there. In Arizona, the Cowgirls at home, and then bye week. and then the and then the Steelers. And then, but and I the think bye that, week then the Steelers. But, oh, okay, but so that the, could that could actually work to their benefit because then they got a whole week to game plan yeah. that Pittsburgh defense because that's going to be really the deciding factor. Right. It's that well, whoever they pick to to play, you know, and at that point, do you think what's his name starting? Kenny Pickett, yeah. Kenny Two Gloves. I wouldn't be surprised. I haven't looked at Pittsburgh's schedule at all, and but I'm just saying at that point in the I don't thing, think so. I don't think so. I think they're going to go a whole year with Trubisky. I don't think they're in any you know rush to throw Pickett in there when he doesn't have to be. And I think they want to kind of give him some more weapons before they do 
throw them in there to kind of make. I mean, they got plenty of weapons. They, they, you know, they got Najee Harris. They got a really good tight end in uh, Friar Muth. Oh yeah. They got Claypool, who like the thing. I'm sorry, I'm not sold on Claypool. They have weapons. They just, they just, Big Ben just couldn't throw the ball to him. True, but I, I'm not sold on. I think Claypool is just Juju Smith-Schuster all over again. Without the no. With more TikToks. Is he really that bad on TikTok? No, not that bad. He's not as bad as Juju, like, you know, doing I just think that he, posting some questions. I just think that content. he'd give him the ball. Like, That's, but, look, like, let's the quick, do the old Mike so, Missanelli bit where you go through. <laughs> so week one, win, right? Yes. Week two, win or lose? Win. I yeah, mean, I, 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 think, I, I think we beat the Vikings at home. At home on Monday night. I think that'll be huge. Week three at Commanders. I'm going to take that as a loss. Yeah. Chase Young coming back will be the biggest difference maker. I say I say win. Because it's still Carson Wentz at quarterback. Yeah, I say we win that game. Okay. So you got 3-0. and I got 2-1. and one. Uh, Home against Jacksonville, win. Win. I say we lose at Arizona. We see It seems to be like a house of horrors for us. Yeah. We can't, we can't, in the, you know, the playoffs in 09 and... It seems to just be a place we can't go and win games. So I think yeah. that's our, you know, so 4-1 for me. So you're at 4-1. and one, I'm at 3-2. and two. Home against Dallas, Sunday night football. Win. Big win. Win? Okay. Yeah. Sunday night football at home. As we said, probably roll out the all-black uniforms. You know, you get the I'll crowd roll. behind I'll them. That. I'll roll that. So you're at 5-1. I'm at 4-2. and two. Hit the bye week. Home against Pittsburgh. I think that's a win. They're home against Pittsburgh? Yes. That's October 30th, the day before Halloween. Hmm. Is that another night game? Oh, my God. My computer's no, annoying the hell out of me. No, it's 1 p.m. Uh, on CBS. Maybe get the Jim Nance call? Yeah. Do you get the... Uh... Yeah, I say win. So, 5-2. and two. I'm at... Uh... I just completely lost track. Five and two. No, I'm I'm six and one. Six and one. I'm five and two. That's why. Houston. Seven and one. Seven and one. I'm at uh, six and two. At our home against Washington, the Carson Wentz homecoming. Eight and one. Yes, I'm on board with you there. Seven. And And then this is where I think they'll trip up. I think they'll lose two in a row here to the Colts and the Packers. I think they could beat the Packers. I think I just Aaron Rodgers has always had our number. Here's my thing about Indy is they went they went from one quarterback in uh, Philip Rivers who couldn't move and needed play action in the run game, <laughs> yeah, right. to Carson Wentz who needed play action in the run game yeah. and is immobile to yeah. Matt Ryan who needs didn't, play action. You got to think you got to think Matt Ryan didn't simple. really have a line. That's fair, but we saw so what we saw against. The Eagles opening week last season, the Falcons just ran it down our throats that mm-hmm. first half. And I don't like is is Jonathan Taylor could have a huge game, but I don't think Matt Ryan is this massive difference maker. And I, and I think he's a little bit of an. I don't think Matt Ryan at the hit where he is now in his career. Yeah, is a massive, but I think he's a better option than Wentz. Oh, for sure. I, sure. but, you know, because he's going to make the smart plays. He's not going to turn the ball over, and 
he's one of the smartest guys in the league, at least from the quarterback position. Right. And he can adapt to an offense relatively quickly. And, I, you know, on, I Frank Reich is, I think, one of the better head coaches, especially when it comes to getting what he needs to get out of his quarterbacks. Yeah. I just – I'm going to bank on – I think this is when – this is the Jordan Davis monster game where you just see him get maybe, maybe a sack, two sacks, and he could really feast. And I'm not – I think against Green Bay – That'll be another defensive game because I don't. The Packers do not have Devontae Adams anymore, which is so massive, and can help the the Eagles' defense immensely because they don't got to worry about him. And so you can stack the box for Aaron Jones. And sure, Lazard and Valdez Scanlon can burn you a couple of times, but I'd, yeah. I'd 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 be happy to take that over worrying about Jones and Adams at the same time. It's where our run defense is. Because yeah. if we don't have a good run defense... Yeah. Was it our run defense? No, it's our pass defense was shit last oh, year. Oh, yeah, Pat. Well, both. I mean, yeah. pass defense was pretty bad. But, like, if we don't have a good run defense, those these, those three, week, these three weeks in a row, when, with Taylor and the Jones and Dylan combo... Yeah. Which I'll still never understand why everyone thinks A.J. Dillon's better than Aaron Jones. Um, He's just more of a specimen, that's why. It is. It's, I, I, I think Aaron Jones, I, I'd take him in a heartbeat. And then Derrick Henry. Yeah. So, like, if our run defense is enough to snuff, that could be three losses in a row. That's true. Like, they could just run, everyone could just run all over us and it could be a bad spot. Between those three games, I think, yeah, I just think that's where the Eagles go one and two. I just don't know where we get the win. I think they get two and one. I think they go two and one and they lose that Tennessee game. I think that's that's a game that could really trip them up. If it was in Tennessee, I would think more. You know what? <sighs> yeah. This is why it's tough to play this, this stupid game. Because <laughs> I'm sitting at right now... Eight. I was 8-3, so that would make me 9-3 if I did yeah. that. Yeah. 9-3, yeah. So I'm at 8-4 or 8-3. How do you do math? I'm at eight and four. It's twelve games. Nine and three. For you're me. nine and three. Yeah. I'm eight and four. You're nine and three. Uh, at New York. Win. Yeah, you're at uh, ten and three. I'm at ten and four. Um, at Chicago, this is a game I feel like could be an easy trap game. Yeah, I feel especially going to Dallas the next week. They could move that game to a Sunday night game depending on where we both stand. Um, Chicago, actually, we'll see. They have a competent head coach, finally. Um, you know, let's, I think this it, is the Justin Fields. He takes a, not a massive leap, but at least a small leap. Yeah, you know, it's all about, it's all about Fields. It's all about where Fields stands in his development. Yeah. If he is not, like, ready to step up and be the guy, um, then they're in a lot of trouble. It's also, you know... Who who are their weapons? You know, when you think about it, it's what do they really have? Because did they lock up Allen Robinson or did they? Let no, him? Robinson went to the Rams. That's right. So then it's like you know who is he throwing the ball to? Cole Komet. I love Cole, but like <laughs> he's he still hasn't proven to be like. I'm this. looking at the depth chart. So David Montgomery, like it's pretty much in the backfield because they got David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert. Darnell Mooney had some flashes. He right. Showed, yeah, they're big on him. They're really big on him. I think Pringle can be a really good middle of the field. Kind of coming across <laughs> I got Byron Pringle. Yeah. But other than that, Cole Komet, not really much of an option. 
They're oh, he is. He's he's like they like, but he's not like he's not like the modern I, tight end. He's yeah, like he's still back. more of an old school back. tight end. Yeah, I take that back. Um, but their only other wide starting wide receiver is Valus Jones Jr. Um, hmm? Valus Valus Valus. Huh? Never ahead of him. <laughs> Patrick Ewing? Went to the Sonics? Never ahead of him. There's all the ESPN commercials yeah. with the senior citizens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was a third round pick out of Tennessee. That's why he played at Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> no wonder why. Daz Newsome. I think Daz, Daz Newsome needs some more snaps. He came out of UNC. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Maybe he takes another. Because he he's electric. He's a, He was. He was really fun to watch at UNC. And they got um, the guy from the Packers, St. Brown. Equinemius. Equinemius. guy. Yeah. And so they have some options, and these guys are going to get plenty of snaps because the Bears aren't really going anywhere, contending at least anytime soon. It's all about fostering youth. So I'm going to take that because it's in Chicago in December. I'm going to take that as a loss. Yeah, I can see that being a trap game. I can see them kind of falling asleep and... You know, like being like, just not, yeah. not up to snuff. So ten and four for me. Ten and four. I'm at nine and five. Nine and five, right? Yeah. Nine and five sounds about right. Um, if not, I'll just edit the, the text <laughs> just to correct myself. Uh, nine and five, ten and four at Dallas. This is the this is a so this is when the Saturday games come into effect, and this is going to be on Christmas Eve, four twenty-five. <sighs> I think this is the loss. I think yeah. this, is, this is where the regular season don't, you, Cowboys come into effect, and then they everyone blows them off for a couple yeah. Of yeah, we usually screw up in December against them. Yeah, we probably do lose this game. But then we bounce back, I think. Oh! Oh, Mane. Oh, my God. Uh, but, so, I'm at 9-6. and six. Right, yeah, nine and six. Are you, are you taking this as a loss? Yeah, I'm taking it as a loss. All right, so ten and five. And then they bounce back and they beat the Saints. Eleven and five. I agree. And they then they the they they beat the six. Twelve and five, I think, is how they finish. You're at twelve and five. I'm at an ambitious and twelve and five. I I'm okay with eleven and six. I yeah. I feel comfortable I, I, about yeah, that. That too. And the Giants just don't seem to be going anywhere unless they surprise us again. But yeah, I mean they're on. You know, they still got another new head coach. Yeah. You know, the Joe Judge experiment lasted two years. <laughs> so it's uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what we'll see what Danny Dimes. We'll see if what's his name can get. Barkley. Um. Yeah. Barkley's healthy. Um. And then uh, then don't they have what's his, the Bills old OC is their head coach now? Yeah. Dable. So we'll see what. Or Dable. Yeah, we'll see what he can do. Maybe. Uh, uh, last thing, a bunch of Game 7's happening on Sunday in the NBA. Um, and then it's hockey today. Hockey today, but I know we don't really cover yeah. hockey. Because um, our hockey team stinks. <laughs> uh, so, Suns-Mavericks, or, yeah, Suns-Mavericks in Phoenix. Quick quick pick on that. I'm Suns. Gonna, I'm, yeah. I, I think, I think, and, I mean, hey, good on the Mavericks, you know. I don't think a lot of people thought they could give them this much of a challenge, but, uh, yeah. Luka can go nuclear, but I don't see many I just, scorers stepping up. I mean, that. unless Chris Paul chokes again, but... It's always possible. It's always on the table. Celtics-Bucks in Boston. 
I, I, I really hope the Bucks do just so I can watch all those Boston fans cry. <laughs> I'm going to take the Celtics because in Boston, Game 7, huge series against Giannis, but Milwaukee's won in Boston before. So yeah, so... They can handle it, but... Is Middleton ever coming back or no? Not for this series. He was supposed to be... I think he's supposed to be reevaluated after the series, um, so anything can happen, but... That does it for all of us here at the Black and Blue Pod. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Check out our YouTube channel. Got some cool stuff on there. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye, man.